This is the Dave and Checky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Checky Show. Checky Show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Checky Show. All right, next caller. Oh, hi, that's me. I'm the next caller, I guess. Next caller. Oh, Okay, no, just, just kidding. Oh. Uh, we just like, we like to play with you like that. Okay, I don't uh, really like that so much. But uh, yes, I'm calling today to talk ahead. about the subject that you've been speaking about uh, this half hour. This half hour will turn into an hour. You know, when I was a kid, uh-huh. the Polish hour was on the radio. It was three hours long. Was it music? Yeah. Was it what is Floyd that? Vivino? Why would the Polish hour be three hours long? Why would they perpetuate a horrible joke? That's not a, that's not even a thing anymore because uh, Polish people are more intelligent than non-Polish people. Polish people have got their shit together over there in Poland. So bless them. Only em. Polish people I knew were smart. And we're sorry for all the ski jokes. <laughs> ski jokes or sky jokes. If you're in upstate, they say instead of Pulaski, it's Pulaski. Yeah. What I are they doing? I don't know what that's. What do you about. go skying? Mm-hmm. I'm going skying later on. Mm-hmm. Ski diving. Cross-country skying. All now, right. Let me just tell you oh, something, oh. now that you've called. Uh-huh, yes. The blues so had a baby. Okay. Okay, now don't tell anybody. All right, but they you know. They named it Rock and Roll. All right, but you know what? We what? We, we're not starting the I was show just yet. giving you a hint. Uh-huh. The blues had a baby, and they named it Rock and Roll. The hint is in the title of the show. What? Nothing. Uh, welcome, 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 everyone. Uh, welcome to Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast. This is episode... Number 78, 78, uh, you see you fucking threw me, gosh what? darn it, I don't know, uh, th- th- this is the middle-aged cool kids, super terrific podcast featuring your pals, Dave and Shecky, wait, I just threw a wrench in the whole thing, yeah, again, another one, Blind Melon Johnny and his rotuscent few. Oh, what is that? Is that a real thing? I don't know what even rotuscent means. I don't know either. It's sort of like a fat rotisserie. I see. Oh, I see. What has nothing to do with the tussin? The tussin. The tynan. Mm. And tynan. Taking it way back. That's way, way back. Um... All right. Well, okay. I don't know anything about what you just said, but uh, today's episode... Well, thank you for calling. Uh, thank, you. thank you for having my call. Uh, I'm going to uh, hang up now and take your answer off the air. Okay. Uh, today's episode, as uh, you have probably guessed from Dave's clue... I didn't give you a clue. You gave a clue. Oh, the title was in the clue. The clue. And it's not rock and roll or babies. It's the blues. Rock and roll is for babies. That's what the jazz musicians would say. Oh, is that true? Yeah, you goddamn punk-ass rock musician. I see. Why did they think that? Because they're stuck-up punk-ass jazz musicians. I see. And is that what you consider yourself? I float between the lines. (laughs) I don't know. I've seen some of your reaction videos. I can hang with the toughest, but I can gang with the roughest. You seem a little stuck-up at times. Um, I like ska and punk as much as I like... Bach and funk. 
All right. Uh, blues is a music genre and musical form which was originated in the deep south of the United States around the 1870s by African Americans from roots in African music traditions, African American work songs, and spirituals. Blues incorporated spirituals, work songs, field hollers, shouts, chants, and rhythmed simple narrative ballads. Yeah, they wouldn't allow them to have instruments, so they had to shout and holler. I see. The blues form, ubiquitous in jazz, rhythm and blues, and rock and roll, is characterized by the call and response pattern. Let me tell you something. Uh-huh. Side note. Okay. Music in America took a big hit because white people didn't want black people playing drums. Drums? Yes, that's why we are, rhythmic, rhythmic, we are rhythmically challenged as Europeans, because... The drums were used to communicate. It was a secret language. So if you don't allow them to drum, they can't talk to each other. Are you making this up? I am not making this up. But along with the communicating through drums was also rhythms that have been not passed down to European people and kept in uh, Africa and uh, Brazil and Latin America. Yep. We, uh, we, took a, we took away advancements in terms of harmony and uh, chords. But rhythmically, we were stifled because of our fear of the black communication. When did this all happen? This happened right back when you're talking about that, sh- that hollering in the fields. If they had had drums, they wouldn't have needed to holler. They just tapped that shit out. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'm not even making it up. I, know, I, I believe you. Someone will tell us if you are. Uh, let's see. I'll do every single podcast as Grady if you're not careful. <laughs> I think you have done every single podcast. That's Grady. Uh, the blues scale and specific chord progressions of which the 12 bar blues is the most common. I love the 12 bar blues. Blues notes or worried notes, usually thirds, fifths. Worried notes, those, that's a Jewish musician. Usually thirds, fifths, or sevenths. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. That's uh, good stuff. Uh-huh. Flattened yeah. in pitch are also in a Wait, essential- say that again. I'm interrupting. I know. It's, but it's, it's fine. Uh, blues notes or worried notes. Blues notes. Usually thirds, fifths, or sevenths. Worried notes. How come I've been around all this time and never heard such a, such a word? Flattened in pitch are also an essential part of the sound. Yes. Blues shuffles or walking bass reinforce the trance-like rhythm and form a repetitive effect known as... Swing. The groove. Oh. The groove. <laughs> So uh, that's from Wikipedia. And, Who writes uh, this stuff? Okay. You know what? I guarantee you that was a white person wrote that. I don't know. I don't. That was not written by people who play the blues. Okay. So tell me now what was wrong with the the first paragraph, the Wikipedia interpretation right, well, Give of, me the first paragraph again. I just, the first, give me the first sentence, rather. <laughs> oh, my God. First sentence of the paragraph. Blues is a music genre. Okay. Now, now we got a problem. Okay. Now, this seems to be... That seems to be fine. That's a fine statement. All right. Blues is a music genre, but uh-huh. blues is also part of many different music genres. Okay. Well, just I didn't even get through the first sentence yeah. yet, I think. Any good genre oh. is going to be based in blues, mm-hmm. with the exception of classical music. Mm. Any jazz that's not based in blues is shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah, that's some shit that don't mean nothing if it ain't based in blues. Everything is blues, and if it ain't, you're missing the point. Okay. Do you really want to hear the first sentence, or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Blues is a music genre. Oh, man. Okay, we've already gone through that. Okay. A musical form, which was originated in the deep south of the United States around the 1870s by African Americans from roots in African musical traditions. I would say this is all fairly true. African American work songs and spirituals. I love work songs. You do? Yeah. I don't know what they are, but okay, I, I was going to say. I've been working on the railroad. I That's see. a work song. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Chain gang. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the pretenders? That's the pretenders doing a cover song. Mm. And uh, people who wrote that were doing a cover song written by some slaves. I see. Okay. All right, so you agree with that? Uh, what's sentence? the second second sentence? We have to break this down. Oh, let's just go words. What's the fifteenth word? I'm not counting the words oh, for you. Okay. The second sentence was and still is: blues incorporated spirituals, work songs, field hollers. Oh, wait, we already got that one. This is all correct. How about the third sentence? Oh God, I just I just want to I want to live. Gonna, uh, this is going to be a long podcast. The blues form. 
ubiquitous in jazz. Oh, no one says ubiquitous when they're talking about jazz. Ubiquitous in jazz, rhythm and blues, and rock and roll is characterized by the call and response and pattern. The groove. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is all basically true. All right. So, what do you want me to say? Well, I just. Why should I tell? Why should I go against what they're saying? Because you usually do, and I just wanted to make sure that this is something you can. Well, agree yeah, with. yeah. This is a very basic textbook approach to what the blues is. Okay, so let me uh, ask you about the beginning of the blues. What is? What do you think of the origins of the blues? Origins. Uh-huh. I love that word. Uh-huh. It reminds me of citrus. That's oranges. I know. Well, I that see. sounds gross. Mm. That sounds like something that should be looked at by a doctor. Oranges? Orange jizz. Oh, oh, for hey fuck's now. sake. Okay, we're good now. Next. No, no, no. Next caller. Okay. Uh, oranges, uh, according to Wikipedia, the first publication of blues sheet music may have been I Got the Blues. Hey, I love that song. Published by New Orleans musician. Jelly Roll Martin. Antonio Maggio in 1908. Jelly Roll. Everyone knows Jelly Roll Martin wrote the, or invented the blues. And described as the earliest published composition known to link the condition of having the blues to the musical form that would become popularly known as the blues. Well, let me tell you something. Would you like to hear that song? In a minute. Oh. Yes. Okay. or may not be the first written down blues. I do not know about that. Well, it's it's got blues in the in the title, right? Yeah. I got the blues. So yeah. it's uh, you know. And it, what about the stuff that wasn't written down? Let's see here. Um, cuz I'm thinking it was more performed not even on piano. Hart Wands Dallas Blues was published in 1912. W.C. Handy's The Memphis Blues followed in the same year, and the first recording by an African-American singer was Mamie Smith's 1920 rendition of Perry Bradford's Crazy Blues. And uh, when was uh, Robert Johnson? Crossroad Blues, also known as Crossroads, is a blues song written and recorded by American blues artist Robert Johnson in 1936. So this is 25, 30 years after these original So they're saying that these blues first blues is ragtime, basically. Seems to be. Hmm. All right. And they're calling it blues, I guess, because uh, it's got blues in the title. Right? Uh, all right. Well, that's interesting. I got the blues. Yes, you do. Uh, let's see. It says, uh, so... The origins of the blues were some decades earlier, probably around 1890. This music is poorly documented, partly because of racial discrimination in United States society, including academic circles, and partly because of the low rate of literacy among rural African Americans at the time. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, this puts blue... Oh, boy. Now, this puts blues and jazz evolving mm-hmm. at roughly the same time. Oh, I see. Uh, basically. And, uh... uh that's interesting. Are you... Uh-oh. Are we what? having another moment where I'm you're just saying, changing your mind about no, stuff and we're no. going to have to pull the sode? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, jazz is really... Jazz really is just blues uh, modified. That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. 
Unless you start playing shit that's not based around blues, and then, like I said, it's all hogwash. Well, what's a jazz that's not based on blues? Uh, well, even a jazz that's not based on blues is kind of coming out of blues. I mean, just even if you play in one chord and it's modal, it still could be based on blues, even though you're not playing those chords. You could be. Well, see, this is again. This is where it gets a little abstract gets removed jazz in itself gets removed you take the chord structure and then you remove it and substitute it so it's always based on something but sometimes you're not even saying it but you wouldn't say what you're saying if unless that was there in the first place if that makes any sense uh so most of the great jazz has musicians who are great blues musicians and great blues singers them that's got shall get Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, they're all great blues singers. All, everyone, all of them. Louis Armstrong, great blues player. Dizzy Gillespie, all of them. Miles Davis. There's not, if you're a jazz musician and you can't play the blues, then you're a shitty jazz musician. There's just no fucking way around it. And that's probably why people don't like Kenny G. Oh, shit. You're going there already. Because it's cool, but it's like, it's not... It's not based on the shit, and the shit is so sh- the shit is so strong that some ja- some blues musicians won't even address any other form of music. It's like a convenient laziness, but at the same time, it's just like it's so exclusive that. Well, it's also preserving the legacy, right? Yeah, it's preserving the leg. I don't know. It's preserving the legacy, and it's also keeping a tight little circle, so you don't have to deal with the other shit. But at the same time, it's just like. I don't know. Blues musicians, like, a blues purist is, like, a serious thing. Like, John Belushi was kind of, like, a blues purist. That's why he was so into the Blues Brothers. Like, he was real. John Belushi was, like, was a real blues guy. Um, it's like, it's hardcore. It's like a way of life. It's like, it's, it's I don't know. Not It's it's a lost art. There's not not a whole lot of people who are like that anymore. But, uh, yeah, certain musicians, if they're, like, hardcore blues players, then that's, that's just all they are. Well, what do you mean it's a way of life? I don't know. It's just, uh, I... I, it's hard to. I don't know. Like blues musicians, really in general, don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly like, you're constantly fighting. You're constantly fighting to get ahead. It's probably like everyone. A blues musician is really just like a common man who's a musician. And the other thing is like. The the tradition of blues is within refine. It's like within the constructs of of certain chords and certain and ideas and certain grooves certain things the shuffle the 12 bar blues the chords you know it's very it's lim it's not limiting but it's a limited uh vocabulary so it's not like uh blues musicians are like always the the most schooled musicians uh what am i trying to say i don't know it's very common it's a common man's thing but it's really the root of everything. And, and good, good folk music, good country music, good rock, any music that has blues in it, is, I mean, that's why it's good, in my opinion. Now, when you music say... That, like, sorry, music like that, that ignores blues is like punk rock music. That's not based on blues. It's like... 
And as a result, it's like nonsense to a certain degree. Okay, but I'm just, I'm just trying to understand when you say based on blues, you mean like a chord project progression or some sort of timing? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, the chord progression <clears throat> and... Uh, uh, yeah, it's the chord progression. It's the chord progressions and, what, and, and how you feel the notes based around those chords. And if you're not even thinking about that, well, then you're definitely not thinking about it. Like, if you're so untrained that you're not even thinking about the blues, that's when you play, like, punk music. Like, a, a well-trained musician who plays punk music is not going to sound like a punk musician. I see. Uh, it's just, that that's, that's not blues. And then some really, like, some free, what they call free, uh, free jazz. You know, like Ornette Coleman. Uh-huh. The crazy stuff. Yeah, now the thing is, Ornette Coleman could play blues, and he could play the real shit. He, his, he is trained, and he could play bebop, and bebop is, is totally based on blues. Bebop is just blues with, with chords substitutions. Like, how can you relate that to something else? I don't know. If, if the regular chord is A, well, then bebop's going to play, like, four over from that, but it's still based on A. Like, if, it's, if you're playing four, it's still based on one. You're not playing four... Four is not one. You know what I mean? Four. <laughs> no. Four at that point is only four because there is a one that you're basing it on. I see. So yes. even if you never play the one and you're playing four, you're not just playing four in a, you're not just playing one in a different key. You're playing four based on what one is. So if you never mentioned one and you're still playing that four, you're only doing it because of one. That's jazz. <laughs> yeah. That's the chords. That's the substitution. That's what I mean. Like, there's lo it's logic. It's not, just like, it's not just like you're playing shit that doesn't mean anything. It's all based on chords that are <clears throat> originally pretty much just blues chords, blues progressions. Look at all Steely Dan, all the Donald Fagan shit is all based on the blues. It's all blues, and then it's slightly modified. All of it. And, and that's why he's so good. So where did you learn all of this about the blues? Well, oh boy. I'd have to say my pappy, my pappy sat me down one time and handed me a banjo. Uh, that it, happened? It never happened. Okay. What ha what really I happened? I didn't have a pappy. Okay. You had you did have a dad, but it wasn't I a pappy. I had a dad. In in the suburbs we called him dad. Okay. Uh I learned about blues through jazz i think i think that's the well uh, you know what this is the thing i didn't realize all of this stuff until later on in my life oh i see like i always listened to blues and i always probably like music because of it but i never really put all this together until later but uh i started listening to the blues when I was a little kid. When did I get into it? I guess I got into it. Was it because of music lessons right. or something? Nope. No. Uh, it was because of... Geez. Jimi Hendrix. Oh. Which is funny. Because on a side note, those the jazz purists... I mean, the blues purists, and a lot of them don't even like Jimi Hendrix because it's too rock and roll, too weird. It's not pure. But Jimi Hendrix, for me, was the gateway to everything. opened me up to fusion jazz fusion and also opened me up to blues because jimmy had uh, red house red house was his big blues song and that shit is just really killer straight blues with some lsd on top of it so yeah jimmy hendrix is what led me to blues and jazz and fusion 
Hendrix led me to Miles. Hendrix led me to uh, Bootsy and Funk. Yeah, all because of Jimi Hendrix. That's really it. Other than that, I listened to jazz as a kid because my dad was into the, you know, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie. So I was always listening to that. Oh, Duke Ellington and all that shit. But that, it's hard to realize that that's blues because, like I said, it's, it's blues, but it's further, it's more complex. But it's blues underneath it all. And then you have folk blues like Pete Seeger and that kind of weird shit, Arlo Guthrie. Those guys are singing blues also. And then, of course, all the rock music of the all the good rock music. The, the Grateful Dead also they did a lot of good blues. So I would have oh now I'm now I'm okay now I'm remembering. Also, uh, fucking uh, Led Zeppelin. Mm. Uh, I can't quit you, and you shook me all night long. Those are straight blues. So yeah, that. That Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix is where I got into the blues. That is true. But more, uh, but more Hendrix was more. Huh. <laughs> Hendrix kind of maybe put me more into a more of a jazz thing, really. But it was blues based. But Zeppelin, that, that when you think of it, yeah, Zeppelin. That's kind of some of the first blues, really, that I heard. Hendrix and Zeppelin. <laughs> And then, of course, the Grateful Dead, but they were so trippy that it was like, I don't know, but Jerry's really a blues player, and Pigpen was a blues singer, so, yep, that kind of stuff. Oh, now you want to get into it. See, it's all comes, then it comes from rock and roll, because Steve Miller, he's totally blues. All that shit was blues. Before Steve Miller was Steve Miller, he was the Steve Miller Blues Band. Oh, okay. Uh, out of San Francisco. And his early stuff is just basically blues what about moody blues are they a blues band or is that just the name uh i would say they're not a blues band no okay blues traveler not a blues band that's fine they're just not though but why are they naming themselves that? i have no fucking idea <laughs> moody blues that's kind of a cool name blues traveler uh what would you say blues traveler is uh like a uh they're like a They're like a jam band with. There. So there's no blues in jam. Yeah, yeah they 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 play some blues stuff. Yeah, they're based on blues in a way. Well, this is the fucked up thing. Okay. <laughs> Bobby was a blues was a blues player. Okay. Bobby was totally into the blues. The bass. Was a, yeah, he was absolutely blues. He was the only thing bluesy about Traveler. The drummer is not nothing bluesy about him. Just a, he was just a rock jam rock drummer, and. Popper, he could sing the blues and he could sort of play the blues, but that's not what he was doing. Not on the harmonica? He wasn't being bluesy with his harmonica? So not bluesy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's absurd. I mean, just like the opposite of, it's like, so, look, look, some of his harmonic playing was amazing, uh -huh. but if you were a jazz, I mean, if you're a blues player, yeah, he's playing so much shit that's just not part of the blues it's just so many notes and they're just like some of them aren't even correct and you could say well it's because it's not a uh, chromatic harmonica but then don't go for that note but you know if you slow down what he's playing a lot of those notes are not they don't work that's what i don't like about him oh but fast and furious yeah he's a fucking you know he's a monster yeah he's ill he's but he's more like a heavy metal harmonica player he's not like you know what I mean? He's not a blues harmonica player. I mean, it's, like I said, man, fucking Mick Jagger is more bluesy than, than John Popper on harmonica. I bet Roger Daltrey's more bluesy. It's just, I, I don't know. There's too many notes. That's not blues. So blues doesn't have that many notes. Mm-mm. Okay. Joe Satriani's not a blues player. Eddie Van, Halen, Eddie Van Halen is, but he just wraps it up in a whole lot of other stuff. Eddie's like a jazz player, but he doesn't play those chords. But he does to the blues with his, uh, what is it? With his super fucking human technique. Oh, uh, the tapping? Just all the shit that he does. His all uh, his whole sound. His uh, the, the distortion. Sound? Yeah, the whole thing, the whole package. But <laughs> it's blues. Eddie is so good because he's bluesy. And the thing is, Eddie grew up listening to Clapton, 
and uh, other stuff, but Clapton with Cream was a big influence on his playing. He even says that he copied note for note sitting on top of the world and all those solos on, on uh, Israeli gears. So uh, Clapton was a big influence on Eddie, but it's like the people who were like Eddie was influenced by Clapton and that's why he's so good. Mm -hmm. But the people who were influenced by Eddie kind of like forgot about Clapton. Right. And then they don't realize like, it's not just about the flash and tapping. It's, it's the blues underneath it. And then you throw, throw that flourish on top of it. That's what makes it, that's what makes it trickery but it's still like amazingly bluesy underneath it and that's also why david lee roth is good because he was a blues singer when he first started out that shit is you know bluesy that's you know like take your whiskey home and all that that's that's real blues well my baby she don't want me around She's tired of watching me fall down. <laughs> she wants a good life, all oh, the best. But I like that bottle better than the rest. And she said, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. Well, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. Well, I think that you're headed for a whole lot of trouble. course ice cream man which he didn't write but they had the you know brilliance to do that and ice cream man it's really you know that that epitomizes van halen in a nutshell really dedicate one to the ladies sometimes their bank needs something to keep you cool i now sometimes their bank needs something to keep you cool better look out now though dave's got something for you they're a fucking heavy blues band with insane flash on top of it but the thing that's great about them is that they're they're blues players in a way that's what's cool about them in my opinion motley crew like not so much right yeah they kind of missed it and like yeah like when you turn up your guitar and all the instruments too loud like it kind of drowns out the subtleties of the blues so you know like even like a guy like ace freely is a blues player but when he plays with kiss it's like it's hard to like express that because it's just so loud like that's what hendrix did he like kind of ruined music in a way he made it so loud and just it's cool if you're talented but it opens up the the game for a lot of people who, don't, who can't play and they just distort their guitar and make it loud and it's a bunch of shit but you know who is so all the good players are blues players jimmy page amazing blues player jeff beck amazing blues player clapton amazing blues pair player pete townsend in his own way it was a great blues player all of them tommy shaw they all are great blues players larry carlton amazing blues player he's the guy on all the steely dan stuff kid charlemagne all that shit and he's a jazz player, but just because you're a jazz player doesn't mean you're not a great blues player. Or actually, you should be a great blues player if you are a jazz player. Like Robin Ford, one of the greatest guitar players, is a great jazz blues guitarist. Robin Ford, Larry Carlton, anyone, man. Anyone, and if you don't play the blues, you suck. <laughs> you just do. <laughs> Jaco Pistorius is fucking one of the sickest blues players ever. If if he didn't, if you don't hear the blues and what Jocko's playing, well, then you're just not listening enough. You got to listen more to everything. And Jocko got his start with fucking uh, what's that cat? CC Ryder. Who's it? Well, who is he? Come on, Wayne Cochran. Jocko got his start with Wayne Cochran, who is a maniacal R&B blues review touring madman 
one of these guys who, you know, made his career just touring everywhere. Anyway, Jacko was in his band when he was a kid. That's where he got his some of his, you know, understanding of how that shit works. And then he was in Blood, Sweat, and Tears, another huge rock blues band. So yeah, it's all about the blues. And uh, it just, uh, what else was I saying? Other musicians who are great blues players. Joe Walsh, amazing blues player. Greg Allman, amazing blues player. Amazing. One of the best in terms of that. Uh, you know, some people are just authentic. Now, is blues, does blues become rock when blues is faster? Like, I'm, tr- nope. I'm really trying to understand here. No, blues does not become rock when it's faster, but it definitely becomes rock when it's louder and the <laughs> instruments are electric. I see. Faster, not necessarily. Like, swing jump blues is pretty fast. Uh-huh. Oh, like, B.B. Gotcha. King used to do some fast blues back in the 50s, I think it was. And then there's just all kinds of great fast blues, but it becomes rock, you know, when, when, the, when the industry became rock, when the industry changed, it became like that, you know, um, Hendrix, Hendrix kind of is a good changing point for, for when rock got electric and it's around the same time that, you know, Dylan went electric at Newport, you know, they did the the folk festival and he played with uh, Butterfield Blues Band as his backing band. That's when he went electric and that's when, you know, Butterfield Blues Band was an electric band. It's not like they were loud, but just folk purists being fucking pussies were all, you know, uh, insulted or whatever, offended. But, uh, you know... Wait, why are the folk purists pussies but the blues purists not pussies? Because the folk people didn't understand what Dylan was doing just because he had a louder rock kind of blues band behind him. But it was just it was just electrified blues. It wasn't like, like, it's not, it doesn't even make any sense. I mean, people were, blues bands were playing that kind of music for years. It's not like Dylan invented electric music. Right. But maybe they were trying to, you know. But the blues. Protect blues, the legacy. That's true. So you have, okay, so there you go. So me saying that, yeah, I come from there. I'm not, I don't respect that. <laughs> but you respect it when it comes to the blues guys? I do, okay. yes. Okay, <laughs> just, just I respect it out the there. blues guys, but. Not the folk pussies. I guess I would respect the folk guys too if I sat down and thought about it more, but I would just say, why don't you fucking organize your festival better and, and not provide all, and tell them there's no electrified amps? I mean, what the fuck? Wait, you're going to blame Dylan? Don't hire the motherfucker if you don't want him doing that shit. <laughs> Fucking what? He would just do it elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, fuck you. No Newport, and he would have still done it. It still yep. would have happened. It just wouldn't have happened there. I guess so. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, he's he put there, you know, forever etched in history, right? That's true. So he, they should be thankful. I'm sure at this point they're thankful. In the moment, probably not so much. So, uh... <clears throat> the blues of way back when uh is there is there stuff that you listen to that's not rock based that you like uh yeah like what is it i like uh all kinds of stuff it's blues it's well see it was just straight I'm blues old school blues uh like robert johnson era well i guess the first stuff i would have to say is a collection called reefer songs on stash records Say, did you ever meet that uh, reaper man? No, I never met the guy. Tell me about it. Oh, no, you're not kidding me now, are you? Uh, you never met the reaper man? Oh, no, you never met the reaper man? And yet you say you swim to China and you wanted to sell me South Carolina? I believe you know the reaper man. Did you ever meet the funny reaper man? You never met the funny reaper man? 
And yet you say you walk the ocean any time you take a notion. Yeah, I believe you've seen the Reefer Man. Reefer song. Yeah. Now that it's all blues and it's all about weed and it's all from the 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. And it's a great, great collection. I grew up listening to that as a kid. And that's got tunes like Reefer Man and Wacky Dust and uh, the G-Man got the T-Man and uh, Viper, if you're a Viper, which also was later done by David Bromberg. Great, great rendition. It says here, uh, Reefer Songs, Stash LP 1976. Yes. I think this is like a label from Englewood, New Jersey or something. Like it's a small, like hippie, hippie label. Anyway, this is, uh, yeah, Reefer Songs is the, probably some of the first non-rock uh, blues that I was into. Did you ever meet that little old reefer man? Did you ever meet that little old reefer man? If he takes a sudden mania and he wants to give you Pennsylvania, I'm still talking about the reefer man. Have you ever met that Are there any bands today that are blues that are popular uh yeah i mean how popular are we talking Uh, let's see let's let's think popular blues band well of course there was the jay giles band but they're older now right we're talking now yeah yeah right now uh would you say the black keys are a blues band i don't know about that maybe they think they are I personally don't know anything about the Black Keys. Uh, John Mayer is pretty much that. Oh, okay. I would say John Mayer is a blues musician for sure. Like Eric Clapton was. You know, he writes in the pop genre, but he's he's a blues musician. Stevie Ray was, of course. Right. Uh, John Mayer is heavily influenced by Stevie Ray. So I would say John Mayer is maybe... The most prevalent one now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who else can you think of? I I don't even know. <laughs> well, there's other guys like uh, G- Gary Clark Jr. He's like this guitar player. Uh, not so popular though. I don't think they're very popular. That's what I was getting at. Blues is not really a popular form uh, genre. Has it ever been? No. I mean, it's been popular, but I don't think it's ever been the most popular. Right. Although it has crept into every genre, and I would say that blues has been a part of a number one hit song in every genre. Except punk. Uh, maybe even punk. Oh, okay. They might have tried to get it in there, too. Like... Uh, the secret blues cabal? Trying to get it in every every genre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe even the Ramones have some blues. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so though. Like, okay. So, what is it about the Ramones that you're saying that it's just the just the chord progression? Yeah, that's the main thing. That's the main thing, or lack thereof. So, what is the chord progression? Well, there's a few varieties, but you know, one of them is you know one four five basically. That's the classic one. Uh huh. Is that one one chord, the four chord, the five chord, back down to the four chord, to the one chord, or some variety of that. Uh huh. And that's also, you know, you could call that a 12 bar blues. I see. But there's other kinds too. There's other blues. Some blueses are 16 bars, some are 32 bars. Some of the old musicians who didn't know about music theory would just play as many bars as they wanted to, and then they'd go to the next chord when they felt like it. So. Some of Robert Johnson's blues are, you know, 13 bar or 13 and a half bar. And his guitar is awful, awful also in between tuning because it's so fucked up. Not only were they uneducated, they couldn't tune their fucking instruments. But that's all part of it. Yeah, blues is a, it's a kind of a rambling topic, I guess. So I looked up the 10 greatest blues songs of all time. All right. As told to us by the American blues scene. All right. Now, what's number 10? Uh, You better not be looking over my shoulder. No, I'm asking. I have one job. Yes. Number 10, Muddy Waters' Manish Boy. 
That's a great one. It's not my favorite Muddy Waters one, but it's good. Do you agree that it should be on the top ten? Muddy Waters should be in the top ten? Oh, yeah. Okay. Number nine, the Allman Brothers' Statesboro Blues. Well, they didn't write the song, but that's fine. It is one of the best. Yeah, from Live at the Fillmore. I mean, that is one of my hugest influences in terms of getting into the blues. The Almond Brothers Fillmore album? Yeah, I mean, first there's Hendrix and Zeppelin, but then, of course, yeah, all that Almond Brothers shit. Man, goddamn. Yeah. Whipping Post, that's blues. Number eight. Buddy Guy Cut You Loose. But I know Buddy Guy is, is badass. Cut You Loose is a seven and one half minute take on the Mel London classic Cut You A Loose, first recorded by Ricky Allen. London wrote several songs during the heyday of the Chicago scene and was also the owner of Chief Records. Interesting. Guy recorded the song several times, including a version with longtime partner Junior Wells. Hey, Guy. Guy. A spacey, warbling guitar intro has the drums rolling in like distant thunder at around the 40-second mark. Just when you think it's safe, here comes the shivers. Well, I work, and I work. What have I got to show? Who chose this? AmericanBluesScene.com. What are you thinking? Thinking no good? I'm thinking no good. Not huh. number, not in the top ten. Not number eight. No. Fuck oh. no. Sorry, buddy guy. I'm not your buddy guy. Number seven. Jason Ricci. I'm too strong for you. All right. Hold on a minute. It's just... My friend J.J. Appleton plays with him. Oh, he does? He's, he's good. Uh-huh. You're going to tell me, of all the blues in the world, uh-huh. this is the number seven. According to AmericanBluesScene.com. Right, let's hear it. Okay. So you're... Uh, Is that even blues? I don't know. It sounded more like Guns N' Roses. I don't know. what It didn't... I, I don't know. 
that's number seven, according to. Sounded like to he was playing some sort of harmonica, "Sweet Child of Mine." American blues scene number seven was well, Jason Ritchie. Who owns this fucking uh, this uh, site? Jason Ritchie? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Number six, Otis Rush, "I Can't Quit You, Baby." Okay, now we might be on to something. None other than Otis Rush. Let's bring Otis Rush on with a round of applause for your approval, Otis Rush. There you are. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I can't quit you, baby. Well, I gotta put you down for a while. Stuck my happy home, baby. You made me mistreat my only child. That's the shit right there. He's clearly that. Now they're onto something. Written by Willie Dixon, the song launched two careers that of Otis Rush and of Cobra Records. That's so that real. was number six. Yeah, that's real. And uh, if they don't have Butterfield Blues Band on here, they're fucking up. Number five, according to AmericanBluesScene.com, Jimi Hendrix, Red House. There's a red house over yonder, baby. That's where my baby stays. Great, man. What do you mean? Didn't you discuss this one yes. earlier? Yes, yes, but there is so much better blues out there than that. I see. But okay. They're, they're number five, Jimi Hendrix, Red House, inspired by Albert King's Traveling to California. Hendrix wrote Red House and recorded it for the Are You Experienced album in December of 1966. Yeah, if Albert King's not on this list and Jimi Hendrix is, we got a problem. All right, let's move on to number four. Yes. Avert your eyes. All right. Number four. Medusa. Oh, I looked. Taj Mahal leaving trunk. thought you were gonna say it was a political song i was expecting trump i was like oh him too taj took some liberties with this cover of let me tell you something okay. before you do that all right leaving trunk is a great great song now taj mahal is one of the best okay. one of the best singers i per- personally like the song chevrolet more than this but uh leaving trunk 
is great. And you know who else does a great version of Leaving Trunk? What? Is Jaimo, uh, the drummer from the uh, Allman Brothers. I see. He currently has a version of that from a couple of years back, which is great. Uh, Taj took some liberties with this cover of Sleepy Joe Estes's, or Estes's Milk Cow Blues. We are sure glad he did. The original 1930 ditty was redone by Robert Johnson, Elvis, Eddie Cochran, and scores of others. I got to tell you, Dave Bromberg, also another, Dave Bromberg is one of the greatest blues cats around, in my opinion. He had an electric band back in the 70s that was just pure fun and all blues. Now, uh, he he has a great version of this, too, but he calls it Sloppy Drunk. Number three. According to American Blues Scene, Hmm. Savoy Brown, Sunday Night. Okay, now, they're American? Uh, a killer bluesy guitar solo, Savoy Blonde Comp... Uh, I don't know. Are they not? All right, well, I don't know a whole lot about this band. For some reason, I could never get into them. But I can tell you this much. That is not in the top ten of blues. No. No, they're an English blues rock band. Yeah, it's a big part of the American scene. I see. But okay, all right, American scene. Maybe that's just your name, and all blues is international. All right. So you're really not digging American blues scene. Their top ten list is a disappointment for you. Yeah, this is absurd. Okay, they're number two. B.B. King, The Thrill is Gone. I mean, okay, that that deserves to be on the top ten. Something by BB King. For me, the thrill is gone. I see. With this list? No, with that song. Uh-huh. It's just one of the most played out uh, blues songs there is. It's almost like Mustang Sally of the blues world. I see. Mustang Sally is kind of a blues in itself, though. So Mustang Sally is a Mustang Sally of the blues world. Gotcha. They're number one. Don't look. Oh, Why do you do it? I couldn't help it. You I didn't just see you what it can was. help it. Look the other way. All right, what is it? The number one song. Shoot. What? The number one blues song of all time, yeah. according to AmericanBluesScene.com, Boz Skaggs, Loan Me a Dime. With uh, Dwayne Allman. Dwayne Allman on guitar. Yes. Yeah, it's cool, but really? Really? That's the number one blues song of all time. According to AmericanBluesScene.com. Well, they just don't know what you're talking about. They really don't. 
They I absolutely don't know what they're talking about. You're upset by this, aren't you? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. How could that... They, there's, Albert King's not even on there. Yep. How about the song? I got a little song for you. It's called uh, Born Under a Bad Sun. All right? That's the whole reason Cream fucking exists. The fuck? American blues scene, you are... They, they do Jimi Hendrix the and say it's inspired by Albert King, but they don't put Albert King. Much less, they don't put Albert King. They didn't put Albert Collins. They didn't put Freddie King. Why not, why not some fucking ZZ Top on there? Jesus left Chicago. Just left Chicago. Why not the Blues Brothers? Well, because they're kind of a novelty act. But yeah, they are. They, you know, why not the Blues Brothers? In fact, because what's Savoy Brown? How about Every Day I Have the Blues by Joe Williams with Count Basie? All right. How about that? How about Lou Rawls? So you have uh, songs that you think are way better than this list. Yeah, man. You can't have white boys imitating black guys and say that they're best. I see. Unless it's Led Zeppelin, because they really their versions are maybe better. I mean, listen to I Can't Quit You by both those people. You could say Zeppelin stole it, but I think they do it better. What they, do you mean stole it? Why isn't they just covering it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not only are they covering it, they're doing an homage to it, and they did a better version. So, whatever. Stolen my ass. All right. Savoy Brown has no place in that list, man. That's fucked up. Especially if you're a website saying American blues. It's just, they're just imitating the blues. They're blues imitators. That's the... Most blues bands don't have a name. They're just the name of the artist. I see. I mean, can you even point to one that's not? Blood, Sweat, and Tears, they're kind of not, they're not really a blues band, no. More like a jazz band, pop jazz band. Uh, I don't know, is there, a, is there a blues band that isn't called something by the artist's name? I, I don't know. You, you know what? I am, I enjoy listening to the blues, but I am clearly uneducated about the blues. See, like the very essence of naming your band like a band name, that kind of in itself is like not the blues tradition. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Like blues tradition is like about one guy being the leader of the band. And then he has good musicians he's working with. It's not blues tradition is not really a band. It's not like a co-effort. I see. I did not know. I mean, if you just look at it, it's not really. In that case, it becomes more of a jazz band or a rock band. All right. Can you think of anything more you'd like to say about the blues? Uh, no, I think I'm all tired out of the blues now, man. Not going to ask me to pull the sod? Uh, no, the blues is the shit, and uh, it really is the root of all that's good in music. Uh, just look at all the good songs written by Ray Davies. They're bluesy. Okay. Even You Really Got Me. It's removed from the blues, but it's based on a blues riff. I think he said it was inspired by Ray Charles. But that is, Eng he's English. Well, just because you're English don't mean you're not cool. Oh, I see. So you're saying that Savoy I'm not saying Brown that Ray is Davies is, is happening in terms of uh, you know, he's not. I'm not saying Ray Davies is is on par with Muddy Waters as far as blues, a respected blues musician. But quite frankly, Ray Davies is you know is more than just a blues musician. I see. The blues is a little limiting. You know what I mean? I, mean, I see. Ray Davies, you know. All I'm saying is, you know, his songs that were hits are bluesy. All right. Uh, we have a website. It's middleagecoolkids.com. Um, and Dave has been doing reaction videos. Yeah, I'm part of the whole problem. He's, he's been doing reaction videos to songs, uh, mostly songs he hadn't heard of, some songs he had heard of. Uh, and uh, mostly he, I don't want to say he shits on them, but he does proceed to tell you why they suck. Most of the time. Um, so those, those are always fun. You can find them at middleagecoolkids.com or on our YouTube page um, also. But just go to the website. 
And uh, I guess that's it for this week. This, again, has been episode number 78. Dave on the blues. On to Bruce. Bruce. Bruce Springsteen. No. All right. We will see you next time, America. Take it ish. Uh, I know the Reaper Man. Uh, I'm well acquainted with the Reaper Man. So if I claim I have a billion and I want to trade it to you for a million, I just left that Reaper Man. How well I know the Reaper Man. Oh, I'm so well acquainted with the Reaper Man. So if you hear me sniff and giggle, start to squirm and wiggle, oh, that little Reaper Man.